Hey everyone, even though technically I am taking today off, I come from you live from Wisconsin, despite its best efforts to stop me from doing so. Uh, Woohoo! And, uh, Wisconsin! Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, as a Chicago Bear fan, I am constantly forced to uh, destroy Wisconsin in my mind at all times, and yet I find my, myself up here all the time. Uh, relaxing and enjoying myself it's a very it, it really cuts at the the heart of my soul yeah so you're you have family and and you know loved ones and stuff in wisconsin but you are definitively from illinois correct oh i was born in wisconsin oh god damn it patrick you're betraying your people is what's happened here patrick Klepik, the betrayer um i should i should warn uh sort of up front uh, the uh because i'm on Wisconsin internet. That's what I'll, I'll, I'll deride their internet options. There you go. <laughs> is my way of getting back is that uh, the, the video will, will probably be a little choppy and, and get a little behind. Uh, so if, you know, if you want to just tab that down and just watch the chat uh, and then the, the audio will be just fine when it goes up a little later. But just sort of a, a heads up if, uh, if it's not working for you because uh, that's because I forgot an Ethernet cable. Ah. And, uh, so you're, on, you're not it. only on Wisconsin internet, you're on Wisconsin Wi-Fi, which, like, might as well not even exist. Like, you might as well be on CompuServe in 1995 right now. Did you actually, which one of those did you act, were you on CompuServe? Which no, so I was, on, I was on AOL. I was on straight up AOL, dial-in, pay-by-the-however-long-a-period kind of thing, What like what their deal was. I never had Prodigy or CompuServe or any of those other ones. It was just, my dad got AOL, and that's what we had. Yeah, I had AOL, too. That was... Uh, just I think because the discs showed up in the mail, that just mm-hmm. that was the first one. You know what? We did have Prodigy first though, and we had Prodigy, and then we switched to AOL because I think it was probably a better deal, or maybe they had. Because God, remember with those, there were local numbers that you had to dial. It's it's not like you just turned on yep. AOL and then AOL went. You had to call various numbers that were either in your city or like a nearby city. And you're connecting to these different hubs, and a lot of the times they would just be fucking busy. Yeah. Yeah, that was the the problem that we ran into with a lot of our AOL stuff. So when we started getting local ISPs, uh, local dial-up ISPs, uh, it was like WCO and MicroWeb and SonicNet and all that kind of shit. Uh, that was when we, we kind of moved off that stuff uh, and you know, service became more reliable. AOL, to, in my experience, was never that reliable. I remember getting booted off a lot. I remember there being a lot of problems trying to dial in, like you said. Like, some of those numbers were just busy constantly. Uh, so it was hard for me to go into my AOL chat rooms and talk to people as a 13-year-old who had nothing to say to anyone. <laughs> ASL. Yeah. I. Anyone here like to party? <laughs> I remember, I think I learned this, it might have been on the Bombcast or or something other, some other giant bomb stream. But I, one of the things that I had to do when I was younger was when I would go down, and I wasn't supposed to be up. You know, I was supposed to be in bed, but I wanted to go and be on the internet. And you know, these these old internet modems made these you know like these big loud noises. I didn't know you could shut that shit off. Really, you could, you could turn. That's a just that's an optional sound. That is not something that has to come out of your modem. And I would, I would get big blankets, and I would sh- t- shove them over the, t- the, the computer in the hopes of trying to muffle the noise enough that my parents wouldn't wake up. And, and these days, I'm convinced I was un- incapable of doing that, and my parents just sort of dealt with it and ignored it because they didn't want to get up. But I didn't find – I think it might have been Jeff who had told me that at some point, oh, you, dude, you just went into your 
settings and, and you turn that off and that that re- that really destroyed me <laughs> so i didn't know that either so you're not alone in that uh that actually kind of bums me out because I, I don't i remember a lot of late night but there were definitely times when i was not supposed to be on the internet where i was trying to sneak it in there and i did the same thing i would grab like picket pillows and blankets and like just dump them over the modem uh in the hopes that no one would ever notice what i was doing uh and now i feel like the biggest idiot so thanks for that yeah well it's yeah it really bummed me out because of, i've probably gotten in trouble so many times over that damn modem sound and then I had, I had a friend that was, his parents weren't really interested in the internet. Like, if, I don't know, they thought it was evil in some capacity. So even though he eventually got, you know, acquired a computer, he wasn't allowed to use the internet. But he would use uh, Net Zero. I don't know if you remember that. I remember Net Zero. Yeah. It was it was one, it, it was one of many free internet services. I don't know how they worked. They must have been ad based in some capacity, but they, they showed up around the, like sort of the height of AOL. Uh, and it was like part of this, you know, you know, in some ways noble attempt to allow other people that couldn't pay for internet to get access to it if they were acquiring computers. But my friend, yeah. you know, became obsessed with jumping from free internet service to free internet service in order to, uh, to stay committed to the cause of downloading Napster songs. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, Basically, like we went local ISP, and then as soon as broadband came, even like remotely available in in our area, that was like the immediate thing I jumped to. I never used any of those like free internet services. Uh, I remember a lot of the adults I knew when I was a teenager had the free internet and free email stuff, uh, and in fact, some of them kept that for many many years after uh, cable modems and DSL sort of became widely available in our area. It was just like. Nope, I'm going to keep this free-ass email account that I had uh, like eight years ago, and I'm never going to get rid of this because I don't want to have to tell other people to email a different address. <laughs> yeah, I think I made the jump from 14.4 to 33.6. I think there was, there was yeah, there was definitely one in between. There was 14.4, 28.8, 33.6, 56. I don't think there was a one in the 40s. I might be wrong. No. And then there was ISDN, which was 128. I never had that. I jumped to 56.6, and then eventually made the jump to uh, a cable modem, which was probably one of the most life-changing moments in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once you get the ability to actually download sizable files in a time period that doesn't require your entire day, uh, it's a magical experience. It's like that's, 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 that, that was my coming of age moment was like, holy shit, I can download all these illicitly downloaded files in like an hour. That is amazing. I'm never leaving my house again. And now I have flowered into the wonderful adult that you see before you right now, all thanks to broadband internet. Uh, hold on. We are culturally bankrupt. What are you doing, Patrick? If I showed you this, where my mic was currently attached to, it's, it's laughable. Anyway, it would, it would it would scare me. It's just like a, it's just attached to a chair, just barely. It's gonna fall over at any moment. Uh, but yeah, I, because I remember, it's statute of limitations has passed. When I would try and pirate like Doom games on on, yeah. a, on AOL, but you know you're doing this over a fourteen four modem, and then of course the connection would crap out like three fourths through, and I, there were not download managers at that point. So when your download got your four hour, half four and a half hour download got corrupted, you know you just lost it, and uh, 
It was madness. Trying to pirate on a 14-4 modem. Not not very fun. Not a good way to live. Not a good way to live. 14-4 modems were for news groups, and that's about it. You want to go, you know, alt music ska. That's that's pretty much the, the, the best you're going to get out of that thing. Were you on news groups? I was on a few. I don't think I ever got into the news group game. I was definitely in the AOL, like, video game message boards, and that's where I found out right. that Eris died before Final Fantasy VII came to America. Uh, someone just was on there uh, dumping out Final Fantasy VII spoilers because uh, the game had already come out in Japan. Sons of bitches. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I didn't... I didn't go on a lot of video game forums. I was definitely in a few different video game chats. Uh, like when IRC came around, I was in a couple of rooms when, you know, I started using it. Originally it was like AOL. And then when I got broadband, I sort of moved over like Yahoo chat rooms, which was not really an improvement, but I didn't know any better. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of where I got my, you know, information back then. But uh, I, I never, I never got into like video game forum. Like forums was like a weird late thing for me. Like I never read forums until I got to like almost around the time I started working at like GameSpot, and I had to sort of like deal with our forums. So I was like, oh, <laughs> these, okay. Oh, this is why I never discovered these before. Yeah, holy shit. Okay, it's like a chat room, but it's really slow, and somehow everyone's meaner. I can't tell if in the chat, people are are legitimately upset that I just said a spoiler from Final Fantasy VII. Guys, the statute of limitations has expired on random uh, discussion of Final Fantasy VII plot points at this point. Let's just make this a show where we only spoil Final Fantasy games so people won't have to play them. I'm not sure there are other good plot points to spoil, and I've played a fair number of them. (laughs) Spoiler! Sephiroth's a dick. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Did you you play any video games over this holiday weekend? Because I didn't. I didn't play a ton. Uh, I so this weekend was mostly spent out of the house. Uh, on Fourth of July, I went over to Tina Mini's place. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I know I, I got out in the world. Uh, Tina Mini from Kotaku had a small thing at her place. Uh, Kara Ellison is in town, so she came by along with Elizabeth Simmons and some other people, and we all kind of drank a bunch and hung out on her rooftop and tried to watch the fireworks. Uh, but they moved rivers this year, so the, the, the fireworks were sort of obscured by the, the skyline. Uh, so a couple of people were like trying to bring the fireworks up on their phone while we were standing on this rooftop uh, watching the fireworks, and I had never felt more like I was in an iPhone commercial than at that very moment, because can you not just picture an ad where a bunch of like hip 20-somethings uh, are trying to watch the fireworks, but reality gets in the way, so they all just pull up their phones and they're just watching fireworks on their fucking phones because we live in a fucking nightmare dystopia, and that's just how we live now. This is why anyway. you don't go outside, Alex. Exactly! It's fucking stupid! Outside is stupid. Look at your phone. Um, the, so video, the, the, video of the, the video of the fireworks, uh, do you see the one where the guy sent up a drone with a GoPro? I did see that, yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's a, that's that was pretty then, cool. But you know what? You don't have to go outside. Someone else did it for you. I know, exactly. I can just watch that, and it's great. And the drones can go outside for us. That's why drones are great. They can just do all the outside stuff for us. We never have to go out again. It's magical. Mm. Um, so I did that. Uh, I actually can't remember what I did on Saturday. Uh, at some point, we went to the beach, and I just laid on a damn beach for like three hours. That was great. Uh... But I didn't really play a lot of games. I played some of uh, Civilization Revolution 2, which just came out on iOS. Uh, and I spent a few hours just kind of messing around with that. I heard and... a, a little bit. I saw, I think, Eric Pope tweeting about it. He was a little dispirited. It didn't seem 
Like it, the game had earned the two necessarily. So that's been my impression so far as well. Um, a little bit more like again, Civilization I, I, Revolution 2015 as opposed to like a, a, what you come to expect from a proper sequel. It's, it's Civilization Revolution fifteen dollars is is what it is. Mm. Uh, they they they've made some changes. Like there are some adjustments here and there. The art's a little different. The there's some new leaders and a bunch of new scenarios and all that kind of crap. But by and large, yeah, it's just kind of the mobile game they already made. Uh, added a few things to it, which is great. Uh, but you know, like their whole thing to me, like when I went and saw that game before it came out. They were like, we're selling this at a premium price because we don't want to do the free-to-play stuff. We don't want to make any drastic changes to how people play this game. And in playing it, was like, well, you certainly did not make any drastic changes in how people play this game. I'll give you that. I th- uh, I th- so I, th- I think that, that sort of raises an interesting question because, you know, there. how do you re-promote? Like, if, if you want, if the, all I wanted to do, if all 2K really wanted to pull off was to give a big push for Civilization Revolutions, uh, Revolution again. Uh, like, mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily want to make a whole new game. They kind of feel like they already pulled it off. But, like, how do you how do you do a second one? Like, on the iOS store, like, there's no way to just, like, buy a bunch of ads and push it in people's face again. And if you right. were going to send out a press release that was just, hey, Civ Rev is a little bit cheaper this weekend, you're not going to get anything more than a blurb on Kotaku and Joystick about it. You're not going right. to get a lot of people talking about it. So your options are either build a full sequel or do kind of what they did here. And at least they didn't go free to play. But I think it maybe just more highlights some of the difficulties in sort of repopulating old content on marketplaces that just aren't really, you know, adapt to, to that right now, at least in their in their current form. Yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, I sort of understand why they went the route they did, but I'm also, I'm, I'm expressing at least a twinge of disappointment that it is so similar to, you know, CivRev originally as it appeared on iOS. Like, it, it definitely feels like a little less rickety that, than that game did in certain respects, but it's still fundamentally the same game. And when you think about the differences between, like, each Civ sequel up to this point, like, those are pretty drastically different games from sequel to sequel. Uh, and, you know, Civilization Revolution on its own was a pretty rad, radical change from, you know, like, what those games typically were. Uh, this just feels like they're just, they needed, it was, they were, it was time for a sequel, and this is what they were able to cobble together, and however much time they were able to allot 2K China to develop that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, it's fine, I'm gonna play some more of it. It's, it's, it's not scratching the itch for me necessarily i think part of that is because i played the original civ rev before i really got into regular civil civilization um so because of that uh this does not feel nearly as interesting or exciting to me um i'm hopeful that will change the more i play it but right now it's not doing a whole hell of a lot for me well it sounds like i i already own civ rev and i just never ended up playing too much of it so it sounds like i could just load that up and i'll be just fine (laughs) yeah yeah, I think you'll probably be okay. Um, so I played that. Uh, I keep trying to play Tomodachi Life. My girlfriend has not given me back the 3DS once since she started playing it. Um, so I'm probably just going to, you know, say, no, that's your game now. You just play that. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot. I dug into more Shovel Knight. I think I'm almost done with that game. Uh, it's gotten real hard, uh, but I'm not necessarily complaining because I feel like it's earned its hardness by this point in the game. What's the stage uh, that you're getting hung up on? 
Oh, God, I can't remember. I was so tired last night that I just, I started on one, and then I, it just, I fucking got smoked almost immediately, and I was like, you know what, I'm turning this off now, so. Have you made it to the um, air, the air stage? I have not made it to the air stage yet. Okay, that one will drive you nuts. I think that was the okay. one that I had the most difficulty with. Uh, yeah, the last, the last, I'd say, you know, because you, the, the game, as you're working through the, the overworld in Shovel Knight, you know, you kind of make it through two or three bosses, you know, in the, in the, in the way that you would fight. You know, you have options between multiple bosses in, in, in a Mega Man game, and then you get right. another set of the map that opens up. So you never get, you know, whereas in Mega Man, you get access to all of the Robot Masters before you ha you head uh, down to Dr. Wily. Uh, in this one, uh, you kind of have two or three that you can choose between uh, in, in any order. And those that last set that opens up is, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty nasty. That's that's definitely where I had the most fun with the game because it, it, uh, it really... Uh, test your patience uh, and your and your skills, but yeah, these are not games. You know, these kinds of games in general are not to play when you're tired. It's not you're just no. going to drive yourself nuts. No, no, I, I I got a decent chunk in this weekend, but then last night I started playing and I was like, holy shit, this is the end of the weekend. I don't have any brain power left. I can't. I I just need to go to sleep. So I did that. Uh, I do have a couple of things coming up here though, because I got uh, the last episode of Wolf Among Us, which releases this week, uh, which I'm gonna oh. check out. I still need to play the the previous episode, so but I know that's short. It's a so. short one, so you could probably play those two together and not have a, not see much difference. I am looking forward to seeing how that ends because we're also so the Walking Dead is one episode behind, right? So we'll be getting episode. Yeah, so there's four. two more left in Walking Dead. Right, and it sounds like based on uh, how Telltale's been teasing that we'll get episode four of uh, Walking Dead. I imagine if we're getting. You know, Wolf Among Us this week will probably get Walking Dead closer to the end of the month. Um, sure. And then I guess that means we've got to be getting close to at least some details on you know what they've got going on next. They seem to be trying to set themselves up to you know have things going on all year round as opposed to huge gaps. Like I, I thought it was even kind of odd that the Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead were happening at the same time. Uh, yeah. as, as opposed to you know you can imagine maybe if Telltale was able to get to the point where you know, if you've got five different seasons going at once, you know, kind of like any other network, you know, the, that'll that would carry you through the year if you were interested in playing. Network. Yeah, I mean, between uh, Walking Dead, uh, Wolf Among Us, Game of Thrones, I assume we'll probably Game of Thrones will probably start at the very end of the year, like because that's being made in conjunction with HBO as opposed to The Are Walking Dead. Are certain that's coming this year? Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they said that was coming in, like, March of next year, like, right in time for the for the new season. The, you know, the original, like, time frames they'd put out was that, you know, we'd see it in 2014, but I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, because every Game of Thrones season starts in March, you would yeah. imagine... It, I would imagine early 2015 would be a really nice spot as a, a lead-up unto you know, the next season of Game of Thrones. Uh, that, that would make a lot of sense for HBO and, and probably for Telltale. Yeah, so there's that, and then there's Tales from Borderlands, which, yeah, which I saw, I talked about before on the show, and I was kind of surprised by how much I didn't hate it. Um, <laughs> I'll play the first episode. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, the the test for that is there are very few games that, you know, as I mentioned before, that I, I play with my wife, and it's one of those. I'll play that, and if she's interested, if she wants to play that past an episode, then... Yeah, I will be happy to to play more of those. I'm just, I'm not sure if that humor. I'm really curious to see how the humor lands, uh, the humor lands, of Borderlands, yeah. uh, ends up uh, sort of jiving with with my wife because the, the Borderlands humor doesn't 
Especially two, the little bit I played yeah. didn't didn't do a whole lot for me. I'll say again, in the the first let's say half of an episode that they showed at E3, I didn't encounter a single internet meme anywhere in that dialogue or what was going on. Well, so, I, I know I know you, you. I've seen Anthony Birch, who is you know otherwise uh, appears to be a very talented writer. You know he has. I think there was a real there was some. Ah, there was a really great exchange between Ryan and Anthony Birch at one point when. Borderlands 2, like, didn't win some... I'll have to find it. There was some writing award that went to another game, and Anthony Birch made some snide remark about it having some cliche on Twitter, and, you know, those... It was those... Like, Ryan, more than anyone, was so good at just succinctly tearing someone a complete new one in a way that didn't Mm -hmm. make you feel totally horrible, but you also kind of had to cringe when he did it, and he... Man, he tore into Anthony Birch this this one time and uh you can usually do it in like one sentence like it was not no extraneous words no extraneous anything just like one sentence and you're just done knock out yeah and I remember afterwards Anthony Birch saying like yep you put a handful of memes into a video game and that's all that everyone remembers so you know I suspect he has learned his lesson on, yeah. on writing a game with uh using those uh sometimes as a as a source and let's let's be honest it was more than a handful I, I played several hours of that game and I caught more than a handful. That sounds about right. Okay, someone's someone's linked to the exchange in the in the chat, so I, I recommend people Perfect. check that out if they if they if they have not seen that uh, before. Um, yeah, I'm I'm literally only doing the show and then taking uh, the rest of the day off. Uh, I, nice. I, uh, so I will probably be trying to catch up on games myself. I've I brought up my Wii U because I really want to play Mario Kart 8, because uh, I finally got a copy of that, but I have not Good. Uh, played it yet. So there's that, and then, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll one see. of these days you'll accept my Wii U friend request. Oh, did it Did it expire? It's possible it expired. Because those I don't expire. I don't, know. It has. I, don't, I don't know why they expire. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but they expire if you don't like respond in like, 60 days or something like that. I think it, I don't know if it's been 60 days yet. I, I sent it right around the time I got Mario Kart because I wanted to start adding people to oh, that okay. friends list. Finally. I have not I've so. not turned on my Wii U since uh, the the time of Mario Kart. I yeah. I last played my Wii U when I was fucking around with Donkey Kong, and that was a couple months ago. So okay. Are there are there yeah, any Mario games? Kart. We should play some Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got. I think my internet is capable of playing Mario Kart. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if we can put that together. Is there anything else you're looking to, to play this week? Uh, so there's that. And then I downloaded Divinity Original Sin because um, people kept telling me it's actually a really neat game. Uh, and what videos I, I looked up of it seemed pretty neat. Uh, we got codes for that. So I decided to try that out, uh, So which I will do this week. Unfortunately, we don't have a good gaming PC in the studio yet. Uh, we did, however, on Thursday... Uh, spend an afternoon going over PC comp- uh, component parts, which we're going to order, and then we are going to film ourselves building a PC, probably, uh, so that everyone can look at us and yell at us about how we're doing everything completely wrong. Uh, so that'll be fun. And once we have that, uh, we should be able to start doing more uh, regular PC quick looks in the studio. I'm hoping that is extremely soon. Uh, until then, we're going to have to kind of stick to console stuff for a little bit, I think. How did how did the stream uh, the pre pre freedom stream go uh, on uh, Wednesday? So that was Thursday. That was a weird thing. Uh, we were supposed to do a lead in for that stream. Uh, I'm not sure how well that was communicated during our, our early week meeting, but that was the thing we were planning <laughs> on doing. Uh, 
Uh, and then at some point, the schedule changed to, uh, where it went an hour, like the, the West Coast decided to start an hour earlier, and they didn't change it on our calendar. Uh, so Vinny thought we had another hour to prepare that we didn't have. And so he was just like, fuck, we only have like 35 minutes. What are we going to do? And I was like, well, why don't we just throw Contra in the Retron and just play that? Uh, so we beat Contra in like 38 minutes. And uh, that was fun. Uh, it was kind of a harrowing mess, but that I have a feeling a lot of our content's going to look like that for a while. So whatever. It was cool. Hey, you finished Contra. You can say you beat yeah. Contra in 2014. That's uh, That seems like that was worth that stream. It's a good game. Still a good game. Let's see. There's uh, If people want to drop some questions into the chat, we can address uh, some of those. There is a little bit of news uh, that I pulled up. I'm trying to... Yeah, a few things happened. Oculus sent something this morning. They they just announced their uh, <clears throat> first ever developer conference, Oculus Connect, set in Los Angeles in Hollywood, September 19th and 20th of this year, so pretty soon. And it says the uh, sessions will be announced as it gets closer, but there'll be keynotes from... Uh, their CEO, uh, Palmer Lucky, who we had on our Palmer, I love Smash Brothers Lucky, I feel like is yes. how that should be listed going forward. Uh, John Carmack and Michael Abrash, who uh, was the uh, VR guy at Valve before he jumped ship to Oculus. Um, that's, man, they really are working at a breakneck fucking pace. That is impressive that their second developer kits just started shipping out. I saw that they had to stop sending them to China because they were getting resold. And that's not surprising. The fa- but just the fact that they already have a developer conference. Like, what? I mean, that, yeah, that's the right move. Like, you should have that. You know, Valve just started doing one themselves, you know, uh, earlier this year or, or last year. I can't I can't remember. But I don't know. I'm, I'm constantly sort of amazed and surprised at the apparatus and infrastructure that Oculus is putting together at the pace that they're putting it together. Well, I mean, you think about it, they they spent a lot of time getting some good people into that company uh, before the buyout. And now they have this incredible influx of capital and, you know, Facebook's infrastructure seemingly at their disposal. So I, I, in a way, yes, you're right. It is it is kind of surprising and, and great to see that they're, they're, they're throwing all this shit together so quickly. But, you know, in another sense, you would hope that they would be able to do this kinds of stuff now that they have the kind of backing that they do. The fact that they are able to sort of, you know, say like, hey, we're having a developers conference and the second kit's coming soon and all this shit's happening uh, is at least, I think, telling that Facebook is giving them the support that they want and that they need. Uh, And it's not a case of a big corporation buying a company and then sort of not knowing what to do with it and just kind of leaving it there for a while. Not that that ever happens. No, yeah, it's just, it's it's, it's fascinating to watch all that that come together. And it really does seem, you know, they are, they seem to be at an accelerating pace, getting ready for a lot of really big things to happen in 2015. I mean, if, if yeah. there is going to be a year for Oculus to, to make a go for it, uh, it's, it's going to be next year. And I just remain increasingly interested in, in how they end up pitching this as a consumer device, if they end up pitching it as a consumer device, and just kind of how all of that sort of shakes out. It's all, you know, they're making all of the big moves correctly, but I really, it's going to be a lot of the small details that allow this to you know fruition into something or you know just sort of be a, a device that I'm really interested in and I'm yelling about and nobody's paying attention yeah yeah I, I mean again it has to become a consumer device at some point right because if it doesn't holy shit that's 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 a problem but uh I'm ready for that to be sooner rather than later at this point uh I'm, I'm kind of ready to put that big stupid thing on my face now so gimme yeah I'm gonna see how long I can hold off on purchasing the second 
dev kit uh, because once you've used the second one, it is it's really tough to use that first one again. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I understand where Jeff is coming from in the grunge. The grungy look has a certain appeal, but fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Cliffy B is back. He is, yeah. What is it? Boss Key Studios, I believe is what it is. Boss Key is the name of the company. It is him and uh, one of the co-founders of Guerrilla Games, whose name I am just going to butcher, so I'm just not even going to try to say it. Oh, uh, you should do it. You should do it. Just ruin that name. Ruin uh, it. I, I just closed the window that had his name open. I'm Ar- sorry. Arjan uh, Brusset. Let's say Arjan Brusset. Let's do it. Let's go with that. Okay. So they are starting a, they are starting a new studio. They have a project in the works. They have not said what that project is. Uh, but, you know, they, they were able to ride the news wave purely on the merits of Cliffy B getting back into video game development. Patrick, do you have any thoughts about Cliff returning to the game? I'm very curious to see what tone he strikes. I have to imagine that he's going to make an, an action game. A, a, yeah. a shooter. A shooter. He has dropped hints that he wants to make a, a, a shooter that is very PC-focused that has uh, a lot of collaboration with the community. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's, you know, the initial route that we hear about. But, you know, he's always talked about in sort of uh, post-epic interviews that he regrets a little bit of the broness of Gears of War. You know, I think what he always says is that he intended to make or wanted to make a a sort of Band of Brothers-style alien shooter adventure and that, 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 you know, where they ended up was was not quite there tonally. Not that he regrets the series that he made. It's just, you know, in the course of development, they, they kind of went in a different direction. And I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze in a different direction. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Ah. And. Thank you. And, yeah, Wisconsin's had my allergies flared up. Screw you, Wisconsin. Ugh. And. Uh, so, you know, is he going to go for something emotional? Is he going to go for something, you know, a little more somber? I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how much of that, uh, the, the rhetoric and, and the, sort of the narrative he's uh, sort of painted about his feelings about games and the games he wants to make, you know, as an adult, uh, translates to this first project that he ends up making post-Gears of War. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, if that's what he's looking to make, then I'm all for it. I mean, you know, I think the last thing in the world anyone wants Cliffy B to be making at this point is like, you know, some kind of unreal clone or something like let the guy, you know, express or, you know, flex his creative muscle uh, insofar. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of like what I like. Again, when I think of Cliffy B, I just think of dumb shooters for the most part. And I don't know if that's necessarily a fair association or not, you know, if I'm just pigeonholing him into one thing or not. But uh, you know, that was kind of my immediate reaction when he, the, the news broke about this. I was like, oh, cool, Cliffy V's back. He's going to make another dumb shooter. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. That's probably not necessarily fair. Like, he might have something more, you know, elaborate in mind. And so, you know, I'm going to just keep an open mind and and try and give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's it's cool that he's got the, the guy from Gorilla on board. I'm, I'm excited to see what they have in store. Yeah, I think it's interesting that if, if it ends up being... Like a, a, a first-person shooter that is being made in collaboration with the community from a very early stage, uh, it's sort of interesting that he would end up doing that while his former studio ends up doing that as well with Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I just want to see. I'm just, you know, I'm tired of the guy talking on Twitter uh, without having uh, a game behind it as well. I think it will do. I think it will do well for his social media presence to also have a game to talk about. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you know, I, I've been there when you know I'm in between jobs. Like when you don't have something to fill your time all the time, 
sometimes you stick your foot in your mouth. Yeah. Let's see. We uh, there was I thought it was sort of an interesting discussion happening over the weekend about the fact that Mighty Number no. Nine is asking uh, for more crowdfunding for a couple of extra goals that they're trying to achieve, which comes on the back of the announcement of a Mighty Number no. Nine animated series getting started that has huh. uh, is not using the funds from Kickstarter. It was uh, there was an animation company that came to them that were interested in making an animated series. Uh, so none of the 3.8 million that were raised that was raised on Kickstarter is being used for that. Uh, but for example, they want to add English VO, and they're asking for a hundred thousand dollars in order to pull that off. You know, it's it's very quick to get into territory of well, hundred thousand dollars sounds like an absurd amount of money for uh, recording English voice actors. I don't, you know, I don't really know if that's true or not. I it could be completely reasonable to do. English voice acting at the quality that they they want to do it. I just sort of feel like that was assumed that would be in the original game. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't a Kickstarter backer. I, I, maybe that was more clear to the the folks that were, you know were excited for that project and following every day and, and knew exactly what was happening. But I don't a game that's going to come out in the U.S. If you want to put voice acting in it, I just assumed that was already going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. So I mean, it, is that is that like the main stretch goal here? Like, what what else is there that they're asking for? Let me see. Let me pull this up. There's because it just conceptually, the idea of a company going back and being like, "Hey," I mean, so the premise here is that they're still making the game regardless, and that this extra crowdfunding is just for some extra features that they want to do, but they could feasibly not do if they just wanted to continue on making the game, right? Correct. Okay. As a concept, I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world. Like, I totally understand that, like, maybe there were some things, you know, you wanted to kind of reach beyond the original premise. You want to see if people are willing to pay for it or not. Uh, people don't have to, obviously. Um, it just sort of depends on whether what they're asking for is actually valuable. And things like you said, like, the idea of just getting not shitty English voice acting in there is, um, that feels like it maybe should have been kind of on the original docket, don't you think? Or also, I don't know if I wanted... I don't know if I want voice acting in, 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 in these. Does everyone remember Mega Man 8 or is it 9? I don't know. The one with voice Whatever. acting? It was terrible. I, I, I mean, I think the X games, uh, some of them had voice acting in it. Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, when they when they got into, like, the late X games that were appearing on PS2, I'm sure, but also rational people weren't playing those X games at that point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It seems like maybe that's the only... The only stretch goal right now, and the others will be revealed okay. if they uh, if they get there. But you know, I, it's I, you know, if people are willing to pay, then people, you know, I don't blame Concept for asking. You know, obviously, Star Citizen, you know, is the uh, sort of crown jewel in the crowdfunding uh, endeavors. You know, given that they're up to something like forty five, forty six, or forty seven million uh, at this point. So, if the fans want it, if that's they feel like it's reasonable, then. Uh, you know, then I, you know, how am I supposed to tell them to not ask for it? I just, as an outsider, I feel yeah. like maybe some of this stuff starts to add up and make people feel a little weird uh, about yeah. the idea in general. Fair enough. Uh, a little bit of sad news. Um, Airtight Games is apparently no longer. That's right. Us. That's right. I feel like we knew that, or maybe that was just the scuttlebutt from a couple of months back, but the sure. the uh, what I had heard 
was that Airtight essentially had been wound down uh, months ahead of the actual release of Murdered Soul Suspect, which was their, I guess will now be their final uh, game that was yeah. made out of that studio, but uh, that they were a skeleton crew uh, just to, you know, work with Square Enix to, to get that game out. And obviously, you know, if things were wound down, they weren't going to make a sequel to Murdered Soul Suspect, right. and, and that game was kind of just pushed out the door uh, and, and didn't seem to... Uh, people didn't seem to, to care for it uh, too much. Although I'm I'm I, I will download it at some point from my Steam Press account, and I'd at least like to see what it's all about because the idea of being a ghost detective sounds pretty cool, even if it didn't quite pan out. I've had a few people passionately defend that game, so being like, "You should not dismiss it out of hand." There is some there is actually something to this game, and it's sort of like adventure investigative mechanics. Like there is actually some neat stuff in there. Um, even if the whole game doesn't necessarily cohere. So I'm, I'm going to check that out at some point. Uh, I don't really... So Airtight, all I remember them making before was those two Kim Swift games. Yep. Uh, Soul Fjord and the other one, which name has escaped me at the moment. The one that was sort of Portal-like. Yeah. Um, had they made anything prior to that? I, I don't remember them being a very big team to begin with. Uh, I don't think so. I just, okay. That's that. Maybe this says everything about airtight games that needs to be said about airtight games. Is, uh, you know, obviously Kim Swift. You know, she left uh, because the the impression that was oh, painted. I mean, Dark Void. Right, right. But then I think Kim Swift joined after Dark Void. Yes. Uh, yeah, she and, joined up after Dark Void, and then they made Dark Void, and then Quantum Quantum Conundrum was the other game. And then yeah. there's a couple of small things on here, like a game called Pixeled and another game called Derp Bike. Are those mobile games? Yes, those are iOS games. Mm. Yeah, because she had jumped ship from Valve because the direction that she wanted to take Portal 2 in was not the direction others wanted to take Portal 2 in. So she uh, she left to go to Airtight Games. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I didn't play that. I already forgot the name. What's the, the Portal-like game? Quantum Conundrum? Made? Yes, I heard it was okay. Did, that it it was extremely okay. I didn't finish it. I played a good amount of it. Uh, it's... It's. Uh huh. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to say this without being mean, so I'm uh -huh. just gonna say it while being kind of mean. It's just kind of Earthsat's portal. Like it just is. This some of the mechanics from Portal that you remember, some of the presentation, uh, just not nearly as interesting or clever or really very funny. Uh, and then I never played Soulfjord because I don't have a new ya. Um, oh, also, why would you? Derp bike. Really? Derp bike is the name of an iOS game they made apparently, which I I did not know existed, but it sure uh... does. Uh, that name, that name makes me feel like their company should have been stamped out of existence for naming something derp bike. Nah, maybe it's a, maybe it's a derpy bike. What are you going to do? <laughs> what else are you going to call it? Derp bike. Yeah. Uh, so that's unfortunate. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And I will, I will play murdered at some point this year. Cause I feel like that there, there have been enough people telling me that game is actually pretty okay that I want to verify that for myself. It's yeah. It's one of those games that kind of felt. You know, we don't see a whole lot of uh, B-level games anymore. Uh, we see them very rarely most of the time. They never kind of make it out of the sort of the pre-production phase if, if suddenly a company realizes it's not going to be a, a big tentpole uh, sort, of, yeah. sort of project. And, and Murdered Soul Suspect somehow snuck out as one of those games uh, in 2014. And, and that alone you know, makes me kind of want to see what's going on there. Because often those games have a couple of cool ideas that you look at and go, God, man, they really they didn't do it. They did like they didn't yeah. pull it off, but it's interesting enough because uh, those games end up getting sort of panned in reviews, 
be you know for for totally justifiable reasons but 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 it's often where the review process can sometimes fail to point out that the games are still worth checking out for for one reason or another even if they're not necessarily you know worth sixty dollars up front day one but you know conveying that in a review is is pretty challenging yeah uh, that's not what I got as far as the new stuff. I don't know about you, but there's a little bit. Uh, curious to see. Uh, so at Coke Media, uh, who uh, owns a Deep Silver, um, there I guess were some stories originating out of Germany uh, that they were potentially for sale. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm reading this uh, this article from uh, GI Biz. I'll just read a bit from them that says uh, the statement comes at a time when uh, so anyways you know cook me to ended up pushing back on the idea obviously which is how all this stuff goes no one just goes haha yep you're right uh this statement comes uh, at a time when many are expecting coke to be the first port of call for the sale of a troubled crytech particularly in the uk arm in nottingham where staff are reportedly staging walkouts in protest of late salary payments crytech as a whole has been rumored to be in deep financial difficulty with some stories placing the crisis developer close to bankruptcy so yeah it if Coke Media is somehow finding, you know that this is you know this potentially worst case scenario for Homefront, which just had its sort of coming out party at E3 2014, is that if Coke for whatever reason is going through a financial thing, at the same time that Crytek desperately needs someone to buy them out to make sure that game doesn't suddenly slip into deep deep turmoil, that that pertain, that paints a potentially really bad picture for Homefront. Yeah, it does. Though, again, a really bad picture for Homefront. I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I think the worst thing that comes out of that is the fact that people lose their jobs. I don't think the product itself is really the thing we need to be worrying no, about. No, no, I know. I'm just, you know, speaking strictly from you yeah. know, a, a game production standpoint and, and, and how that uh, the machinations of that will, will all play out. Uh, it's it, it's tough for that stuff to... Uh, I imagine it's tough to, to make uh, continue to have a game being developed when... There were all this stuff, a lot of this bullshit going on uh, surrounding right. it. Uh, the, the, the thing I remember seeing about their statement about that uh, was just how adamant they were about how they're doing fine. In fact, they, they very clearly mentioned that they are looking to acquire more things, uh, which I feel like if you were actually going through serious financial turmoil, you would not be as out there saying, hey, no, we're looking to buy shit. We're fine. Because that you can't buy shit if you ain't got shit to buy it with. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. We'll pull uh, a couple of questions here. Uh, Baka Shinji, 1-7. I can't answer this. Maybe you can, Alex. Did you see mm. Transformers no. Age of Extinction? No. Will you see Transformers Age of Extinction? No. Ever? No. Did you see the last one? Yeah, I reviewed the last one. Oh, okay. So now that you don't have to review them, you've 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 moved on. So I saw the first one purely of my own volition. Sure, uh, Wait, it was the first Wednesday. Transformers movie. Who wasn't going to go see that? Yeah, I saw that, and I hated it, and that's that. Uh, the second one, I don't remember how I ended up seeing it. I think it was on TV or something uh, when I was sick, so I ended up watching the whole thing and just marveling at how god-awful it was and swearing up and down I would never watch another one. Uh, then I started reviewing movies, and the third one came out, so I was like, fine, I'll take that bullet. Now that I don't have to review movies, I can go back to The Vow. The Vow has been uh, reinstated, and uh, the entire Transformers franchise, uh, as so long as it exists in its Michael Bay form, uh, will remain part of The Vow, one of the movies I will never, ever see. So, 
even if it's on TV, even if you strap me to a chair and force me to watch it, I will go out of my way to forget it. That's fair. I feel like yeah. because I didn't go see it on the first night at midnight and was drunk, I probably won't ever see the movie. I feel like it's possible yeah. that I'll never see I missed my window. My window is midnight, IMAX, 3D, several beers, and I, I, I missed that window. So now I might not ever see it. Yeah. It's uh I, I don't think you have to. I think I think you'll do just fine not seeing it. Go see another Transmorphers movie before you go see another Transformers movie, for God's sakes. I need to watch Snowpiercer. That's what I'll watch before. That's a movie you should see. I know. I agree. Uh, a lot of folks this is one you'll have to weigh in. I don't know what any of this means. How mm. how do you feel about the firing and rehiring of Emma from the WWE? Okay, so Emma is an Australian wrestler. Uh, who has been the WWE for a while. She was part of their farm league for a long time and has sort of only recently been on major television. Uh, she was apparently arrested uh, before the weekend for accidentally shoplifting an iPhone case or something, uh-huh. uh, at which point she was released almost immediately after that news came out and then hours later reinstated. Uh, no one seems entirely sure what the hell happened there or why that happened. Uh I will just say I like Emma. She was one of the people I met at SummerSlam last year that I ended up having drinks with. Uh, she was super nice. I am glad she is back. That That is about all I have to say about any of that. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, what are you up to this week? Uh, let's see. So I'm going to do a recap of the last episode of Wolf Among Us, and then I'm actually going to write a proper review of the season. Oh, because cool. Because that's what I did for the first season of Walking Dead. I like that idea of just putting a number on the actual full season and just letting the individual episodes exist. Um, so I'm going to do that. Vinny and I are, at the very least, I think, going to try and record a quick lock for Xenonauts, which is uh, out, I guess, and he's been messing around with that. We probably won't have a machine good enough to run... Uh, there's like other like obviously we want to try and do a divinity original sin but we probably can't run that on his laptop and record at the same time we can right. barely get that uh that 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 shoot him up uh asta breed to work on there and that is you know not necessarily a resource intensive uh game so that we're, we're kind of limited in what we can do right this second but we are going to try and do something this week quick look wise and then I'm sure we'll try and do something some other live thing on Friday uh maybe to lead in for the uh the the main show but other than that it's i think this is the week where we actually get to go buy all the crap that we have now put in a spreadsheet and sent around for people to approve so that'll be fun sweet yeah uh well i'm taking the rest of the day off but i will have uh this week a an interview with the new ceo of atari which the interview was interesting i don't new atari is interesting yeah i'm not sure people are going to be super psyched about uh the the direction of Atari going forward. Uh, there was specifically a line about uh, the, the the new CEO does not see a huge distinction between video games and gambling. And I feel that may encapsulate everything <laughs> that that informs his philosophy about where he wants to take Atari uh, going forward. So, so look for that uh, later this week. I have to finish transcribing that and then and then write that up. Um, and then we'll try and see if we can get uh let's see if I can get Dave Lang is back in town after World Cupping it. Uh, in Brazil, so we'll see if we can get super professional t- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, get going uh, maybe sometime uh, later this week if everyone's uh, schedule works out. And then uh, I don't know from there I'll have to figure out what else is going on, but we'll uh, 
we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, but Alex, Indeed. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this nice day by playing Mario Kart. But I can bring a TV outside, which is what I'm going to do. So I can be outside in the breeze, be one of those guys, uh, and still play video games so I can get the best of both worlds. You also could probably just bring the Wii U gamepad outside, too. I could. That, that doesn't... You don't have to move That's an right. entire TV. It has a screen on it, and you can just play it on that. Wow, look at that. You're solving problems for me, Alex, so... I try. That's wonderful. I appreciate that. Uh, well, I will talk to you uh, on Friday. Oh,